Hello, welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. I'm Katie. I'm Alan. And we're changing things up this year. I'm going to be start... And we're still married. And we're still married. And we're going to start it off with me, I guess. I guess so, at least this week. And you've got a little bit of a sick, scratchy voice. I've always said it's a perfect combination of cute and sexy. Am I allowed to say sexy on the podcast? I think you can. We, okay. s- we say a lot of other things, so I'm sure that <laughs> passes, that flies. So let's just jump right into it. I'm sorry, it's been a, a month since oh, we recorded. This was the plan all along. We, we said, we gave fair warning. We did. We were People gonna forgot take, about us anyway. We were going to take December we off. Um, well, I doubt that. But yeah, we wanted to take December off because there's a lot going on. And as you know, life's crazy. But we're back to it. So we're glad to be back and recording. We have some announcements before we get right into it. We wanted to announce our our meetup in Arizona. So that is this coming Saturday, January 11th at 5 p.m. And I know it says the Mesa meetup, but it's actually in Chandler is the address. And Chandler just for alliteration's sake. <laughs> Chandler meetup. is right next to Mesa. And so I don't want anyone to get mad that we said Mesa and then you look at the address and you're like, oh, it's in Chandler. Right. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, we have some wonderful hosts who have requested that if the party gets big enough, they may move it outside since the weather's looking good. So if you are coming, maybe put a jacket in your um, car and a camping chair so that if it gets large that we can move the party outside. So they just want you to be prepared. There's also a sign-up for the potluck on the Facebook group. So uh, feel free to go and sign up to bring something delicious to share with everyone else. Yummy. Invite people that aren't in the group as well. There's not everybody listens to this podcast, but they may find themselves in a mixed faith marriage. So if you'd like to meet other people and help others around you meet other people in the same space, um, invite people to come. And we've had plenty of people who have come who have never listened to us before. Right. We don't care. And we don't care. Just In fact, we'll, we'll, we'll get to kind of the, the reason. We've talked about it a little bit, but we'll get to the reason behind these meetups. It's not, it's not like a, we're not the center of these meetups. Uh, that's not that's not the point whatsoever. Uh, before we get too far on philosophical stuff like that, <laughs> uh, make sure if if you need to know where to go, because Chandler's has more than a few houses in it. Uh, the address is in the event on the Facebook group, and you can also reach out to us if you're not in the Facebook group uh, to get the address. So that's great. We have two meetups in February as well. Um, one in Austin on the 12th, and the next day in Dallas on the 13th. We're super excited to get out to. Texas, as they as the have, locals say. Okay, I, we, Alan and I travel quite a bit. I have never been to Texas, like not like really been to Texas. I've been to the airport lots of times, but I've never like spent any amount of time in Texas. So I'm super excited about this. Hopefully, you're not let down. All right, uh, it'll be warmer than Utah. I think. So. I think so too. That's probably true. Now to get back to the to the meetups and the purpose of them. Really, we're just trying to help facilitate uh, people meeting each other. You can do that on your own, uh, and you can use the the Facebook group as a tool to accomplish that. So if you want to create your own events within the Facebook group, that is completely fine. If you're not able to, uh, whether it's because you're not in the group or I think you can create it without being an admin or a moderator, but if you try to create one and you can't, just let us know. Um, we're, we are happy to to hold uh, mixed faith marriage um, meetups within our Facebook group. 
there's also the map. If you go to the announcements page, you can click on see all announcements because it's not the top pinned announcement right now. But you can go and see that there are <clears throat> about 200 couples that have added their pin to a Google map. And you can add your pin there as well. But most of the pins uh, have some way of reaching that couple, whether it's an email address or just ping me on Facebook. Some of them say uh, that's a way to meet people in your immediate area. We've got people that we've never met that live within just a couple of miles of us. Mm -hmm. And I, I checked the map the other day. I was like, oh, my gosh, Jenna Spengler, for example, she lives like a mile away. And we've never we've never met with her here close. We've met her at a few events. But anyway, so do that. Yeah, and before we forget, also, um, thank you to those of you who participated in the book giveaway. That's right. Uh, I just actually thought of that. It was great. We had so much feedback, which is amazing, because we will use that feedback in for future episodes and for pretty much research on our part. But we had a number of people that did tried to get the book giveaway. How many books did we give away, Alan? It ended up being close to, fifth, I think, 15. The plan was 10, but um, Rachel and Brett Cooper were awesome enough to to donate a few themselves. We also had a few people donate. Uh, donate. Uh, one of the people that, that was picked as a winner said, hey, I'd like to pay it forward, pick another winner, and I'll pay for it. So more than that, more than Probably, 15. yeah, six, I had to have to check, 16 to 18. Here's where we did not plan well, is we, we started this giveaway, like, the day that we left for Hawaii. <laughs> so we were giving away books and trying to buy them while we were sitting next to a pool sipping on pina coladas, some of them virgin, some of them not. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was super fun. Like, it, I didn't feel like we were cheating on our take a break from everything. It was, it Hold was, up. It was super I gotta, fun. I got to address the pina coladas. Here's okay. the thing. Okay, this resort was amazing. And... Um, I went to like the bar where you order, you know, food and drinks. And I just said to the guy, can I get two pina coladas? And I really, no thought in my head. So I bring him back to Alan and I start drinking it and he starts drinking it. And I'm like, this is super bitter. What is, this tastes weird. And Alan <laughs> drinks it and he's like, this doesn't taste any different to me. And I'm like, no, there's something different about this. And he goes, <laughs> did you tell him you wanted a virgin? And it dawned on me that, oh, I have to tell them. Wanted it virgin, not a virgin. Right. Excuse wanted me, I it. would like a virgin. A virgin, please. It's virgin. I know, right? <laughs> so then it dawned on me and I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to drink this. So I sat it down and Alan's like, I won't drink oh, both won't of drink these. drink both of them. And he Five did. minutes later, they were gone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, there's our opinion on the story. So moving back to. Yeah, it was fun to do the giveaway right, right there on the beach. So uh, out of all the books we gave away, Bridges. Uh, the Next Mormons by Jenna Reese. Those were the two most popular books. But we had a few people ask for Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown, Fierce Conversations. I know you were excited that someone oh, picked yeah. that. I was um, one that wasn't on the list but is absolutely relevant to this space is Talking with Strangers, which is by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, here's my plug for Malcolm. I was an MC of an, at an event that he keynote spoke at, and I showed him where the bathroom was oh, before geez. he went on stage. <laughs> awkward oh that's great they didn't trust me to introduce him our ceo did that but that's okay so katie teased at it and we'll talk a little bit later in the episode about uh, our plans with the results of the form that we asked everybody to to come up there's a lot of cool stuff in there and we're going to have a full episode dedicated to reviewing what you all said answering the questions of 
What was the scariest thing when you found yourself in a mixed faith marriage? What has been the most helpful thing since then? Those types of answers, there's some common common uh, tales that were told. And so we'll, we'll have a full episode dedicated to that. But before we get ahead of ourselves, we do want to jump into the meat of today's episode, which really, since it's been almost a month, we just wanted to update you on our December. Yeah. Uh, the good, the bad, uh, there wasn't much ugly, but we'll, I think they can be it classified was, into there. And maybe it was like the bad, the good, and the amazing. And the, yes. It, it probably, it, that's... Honestly, it was a really, really good month. There, when we say that we're going to talk about bad, there, there wasn't a whole lot. Okay, I will say that we have we did record um, an episode in like early December. It was the first Sunday where we went to church and we sang Christmas hymns. I which think we mentioned my, that in the last we, episode. But no, we can, I we think men- we mentioned that we we did mentioned one. it in our Facebook group. Mm. We did not mention it in the episode. Okay, and so let me tell you all what happened. Uh, we came home after Alan had a difficult time at church. It was the first Sunday where we were singing Christmas hymns, which December is my favorite time to go because of the Christmas hymns. But for you, Alan? Well, I I found myself on the first Sunday of December being kind of blindsided by how difficult it was to hear Christmas hymns, where I I love singing, and I love singing Christmas hymns, and I always sing the bass line, and um, like, the, the Judea's Plain song, the bass line super bumpy and fun. Yeah, so <clears throat> I know all those all those bass lines, and um, I have a hard time singing songs that I'm not a believer of the message anymore in. It's a difficult thing, and that was kind of a moment of mourning for me. When I found myself sitting listening to hymns that I used to love singing. And in fact, that we sang together in Christmas concerts in Spain, in Spanish. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so we came home and Ellen and I decided, hey, let's record an episode about this. Because I bet there's other people who feel the same way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what happened mm. was we would we got into it. And then we got into a huge fight about it. And while we were recording, while we were recording, and then finally I said, "Stop recording! I'm not doing I'm this. I'm not doing this." And she walked. And away. I walked away. It was a low point for I sure. I think I saved the audio. Oh, we're way. not we're not releasing that. <laughs> I mean, just to give you an idea, there are things that we record that we don't end up releasing because uh, it's hard. It's hard to talk about it. And I know that some of you think like, "Oh, you guys handle it so well. You talk so respectfully to each other." Guess what? There, I mean, sometimes we fight about it. it that's such a normal thing. But um, <clears throat> that was unexpected. That was a hard thing uh, as far as... But it, did it get easier or... No, it did. It did get easier. In fact, you remember a few Sundays later, it may have been the next Sunday, you looked over at me and I was singing a Christmas hymn. I know, and I remember kind that? of did this, oh my gosh, what are you doing? I don't know. It's so much can be based on what headspace you're in that in that moment. Oh yeah, and the it, the morning didn't start off great. I don't remember. This I'm, is the the blessing of a terrible memory because I don't remember what. Oh, I do remember now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, your headspace definitely matters when you go to church, and because after that, it was a pretty good experience, right? Yeah, it was fine. Uh, we went to Hawaii. 
And December 10th. And, okay, I have to tell this really funny story, and I hope they don't mind, but uh, we were... I had hired a photographer to take our pictures the very first day we were in Hawaii. We were on the island of Kauai, which we had never been to. It was absolutely incredibly beautiful. And uh, I hope this... is this Does this count as a humble brag as us talking about Hawaii? I hope not. I hope you guys don't feel that way. This was our whole Christmas. This was our Christmas to the kids. We didn't do any presents. We decided we wanted to do... Uh, experiences, and so we saved our money, and this is what we did. So I hope you don't feel like we're... No, I'll, I, I'll brag brag. I'm super successful. <laughs> Shut up. I make a lot of Stop money. Stop it. No, anyway. We saved... I was really happy that we set a goal, and we worked at it, and yeah. saved for it. We didn't put anything on a credit card, and that's that's hard for us <laughs> sometimes to to save ahead of time to get to do something Just that do we it. really want with the family. That's right. So anyway, I hired this photographer and her and her husband uh, met us at the beach and we started to take pictures all around the beach. And as we're taking pictures, uh, I'm talking with the photographer and uh, talking I'm talking with, with the husband. husband. I'm talking with her husband. Who was like the bag boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, well, he had like the umbrellas in case it rained and then he had all the equipment. Anyway, um, super nice guy. And anyway, so we're just chatting and, and, um, as we're standing there, her name's Aaron. Aaron said, you know, your husband just looks so familiar to me. And I said, and I jokingly said, well, if you've been any, any, in any, uh, post-Mormon groups, Facebook groups, Facebook groups, that he's been there. And, and Aaron and her husband looked at each other and then looked at us and said, wait, are you out too? And we were like, what? I, it was just, this was like super surreal, funny moment where they were both from Utah. He's a life flight nurse in, in Kauai and she's a photographer. And anyway, they began to like, tell us their whole story and we didn't get to all of it and we ended up going to dinner with them a couple nights later super nice yeah super great people but alan just looked at me and he's like we can never get away from this (laughs) (laughs) this will follow us to the end literally to the (laughs) islands of the sea so it was um, no it was so great to to meet them and, and to chat with them about everything and just have some dinner we went to the same place we anyway we can get into a lot of nitpicky yeah. details. Hey, if you want, we if found you want. some. If you're going to Kauai, we've got some. Yeah, we have all we'll the just, recommendations. Let's leave it at that. That's right. That's right. But how was Hawaii? How was Hawaii for the family? Obviously, relaxing and all that. What do you think? Was the resort great? Was it a good ap- atmosphere? What are you getting at? No, I just want you to talk about our experience in Hawaii. Um, it was, um, for me, it was life changing. And I said, I've told this to I've, like anyone that asks me. I'm sincere when I say it was life changing to me and, and the, for a few reasons. Okay. So the first reason is I thought that maybe I would miss like having to go to the Christmas concerts or wrapping the presents or anything that comes with actual Christmas. I thought I would miss it. In, in reality, I did not miss it one bit. In fact, I didn't have anywhere to be. I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have last minute, last minute things to to run out and get for neighbor gifts or anything because I, all I had to do was just sit on the beach and enjoy my children. And I mean, I felt a lot of joy and it was like true joy watching your kid just splash and play and have an amazing time. Like to me, it was so joyful, which tells me a couple of things. We are 
I think that especially me, I like plan, plan, plan to have these amazing moments. Um, and I miss them because I'm too preoccupied planning them Mm. where as we were just there alone, we didn't have to be anywhere, do anything. And I just made all of these memories in my mind and felt joy from just the mundane swim my kids finding a seashell um and i just got so much joy from that so that was the first thing and then the second thing is that i didn't there was no (laughs) and i know we're on vacation this happens when you're on vacation but no expectations I didn't have like anyone looking over my shoulder to one like wondering why I'm wearing a two piece or a, I mean I didn't wear a two piece but you know like <laughs> like maybe I'm just wearing like a tank top and shorts down to the pool or I just like I didn't feel I just didn't feel like anyone was judging me half of our resort was from Utah but <laughs> I didn't I mean I just didn't feel any pressure right like any pressure to be somewhere any pressure to look a certain way I felt like totally free and and this is i mean the religious part of it plays into it but this is completely aside this from is aside. just social cultural pressures yeah and out and, of the church and desire. whether whether that's just like within myself versus you know what i actually do recognize and hear um it's it's just different i anyway it was again just one of those moments and there was so my one friend said was this instagram um, fun or was it just like really amazing and I said no it was so joyful there was very little fighting my kids had the best time we had the best time my kids just said mom I would rather do this than have any presents at all and I agreed with them so I think this is going to become our, our yearly thing is um, experiences over over stuff. Right. Although, Alan, you want the stuff, don't you? <laughs> I told Kate a couple of days ago, <laughs> at least for the two of us, I want I want to gift each other things this year. <laughs> no, 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 no. <clears throat> and it's not, it's not the things. I like to express. I, I agree with you. The experiences are great, are great, great, great. And it didn't just stop in Hawaii. And, by the way, Hawaii was, was great for me. I think on a, like, a cellular level level it was more life-changing for you than it was for me which is great but and also like don't you think like alan and i our relationship was so good it was i mean it was so good yeah it was great it was really good yeah we won't get into any more detail now (laughs) uh we when we got back from hawaii well that was it right i mean we, we didn't have any more any more good experiences before christmas right we just got home and then it was no we did (laughs) like the day after we got home we went to a cabin up at sundance um you may recognize that name from the film festival the place that redford i think everyone knows what sundance is yeah Yeah, i'm just saying so about two miles above deep into the canyon two miles after for those of you some of you have been there it's it's called aspen lodge aspen lodge is where we went with all of katie's family so katie's dad works for byu so we got a little bit of a sweetheart deal on a a big lodge for all of our family so we had 40 people in a space smaller than our home (laughs) no it wasn't it was bigger than our house Square foot wise, it was not. Okay. It had a lot of bedrooms, had a which lot of was bedrooms. nice. Yeah, uh, but they weren't big bedrooms. But it was oh my goodness, it was doable because you were able to close the door. Right. But 
we went into that few days. We were there from the 23rd to the 26th. Mm -hmm. So three nights, four days, three nights. Mm -hmm. We were a little nervous. I'm sure that everybody went into it a little nervous just because there were so many people there for, are, okay, for four days. 20 kids under the age of 13, and my kids are the oldest ones. Right. So there are just babies everywhere. Yeah. You cannot escape the babies, which I actually love. But, yeah. you know, it's cousin cousin heaven. We thought there's going to be kid drama. There's going to be, hopefully not, but there could be adult drama. Was there? No. None. You there guys. There was none. It was such a fun time. We had the, I thought we had the perfect mixture of just no schedule, relax, go sledding, go play ping pong, go play pool, whatever you want to do, sit around and talk, eat, eat food, play games. And then we had a couple of little structured moments uh, that were Christmas centered and those were great too. So it was, it was just such a fun few days. Tell them about uh, the Christmas Around the World idea that your mom yeah, put together. My mom put together this Christmas Around the World. So I actually loved this. She had, she, everyone in the family has either lived out of the country or served a mission out of the country. And so uh, she, what she did is she asked everybody to present something that they did in that country during the time you were there or what their Christmas tradition is. So naturally, Ellen and I got Spain because in Spain, we were both there at the same time. In fact, our very first Christmas together was together. Um, Ellen's zone and ours on the mission. Right? On the mission. Yeah, our Ellen's zone and my zone went to a children's hospital and we sang Christmas songs to them. And we have pictures, guys. Maybe I should post. I'll post some of the pictures yeah, with the episode. But we have pictures of us together singing outside. That we have pictures of us singing in our like choir of missionaries at Christmas time. They would put us on this bus and they'd bus us all around Barcelona, and we would go and sing for these groups. And it was like a really good memory that we had together. Yeah, it was. I remember that. I remember your. Your um, future brother-in-law called you on your... Well, when you called home, he got on the phone with you and told you that he was going to propose to your sister. Yeah, no one else knew. And yeah. that, was, that was awesome. And They're still together. So yeah. he, he was at the cabin. Right. <laughs> so we um, did Spain, and then we were just in Hawaii. So we had some Hawaii gifts. So we did Christmas and Melikalikimaka, right? And so we, we just... Uh, every um, Every couple had like a time to speak about mm -hmm. the like it was like brazil, brazil france belgium england, england tonga mexico mexico yeah sweden it was it was super fun it was really cool and really it was fun a fun way to like experience christmas around the world it right. was it was just such a fun idea and there was some special like spiritual stories mixed with that mm -hmm. but i think for the most part it was just like a fun thing that people got to share with each other and uh we did the nativity the night before christmas we had we had my sister brought up costumes and all the kids dressed in costumes and you know the teenagers my my son was like i am too old for this i do not want to do this and i just said like please do this for me <laughs> so he did um, how did how did you feel like that went when we read the nativity story and they acted it out? Um, it's I mean it was fine. 
<laughs> it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I. It wasn't as hard as like like the primary program was pretty hard for me. Yeah. Um. The the reasons for for that as a kid knocks on the door. I'm not going to edit out that interruption. Just going to own it. So the yeah the the I think the um the primary program you know things that are specific to th- this church I think sting more than than just Christian things in general. Uh, so the the nativity yeah there's the whole historicity thing for me and did it happen this way and and we're just going to present it to the kids and the kids are going to present it back to us as though this is how it happened. So a little bit of that was going through my mind, but for the most part, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. It, it was, we were more giggling the whole time than it anything else. It was more silly than anything. It was really, it was cute. It was very cute. I can understand why that would be harder for, for people. And it wasn't, it wasn't a hundred percent. I wasn't a hundred percent on board or happy about it, but it didn't cause any problems for me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. We also did something kind of brave. We gave some books to my family uh, for Christmas. We gave each couple a couple of books that we love. And one is um, by... Linda Barney. Linda Barney. Yeah, well, I was going to say Bridges. But oh, yeah. <laughs> we Yeah, Linda does one about um, healing habits and health and... I actually really liked it, and so I gave that, and she was nice enough to sign some copies for my family, so I gave that to them. And then also we gave David Osler's book, um, Bridges, Bridges. Ministering to Those Who Question. So I was super nervous about giving this one because... I had to kind of poke her uh, a few times, like, now's the time, now's the time, now's I, the time. I mean, for any of you that gave books to your family members, I mean, kind of your heart starts beating, and my family's been awesome, and so Alan right off the bat said to them, look, this is not a reflection of you being bad to me. That's not why this, we're giving you this This is not us giving you a manual of how to do better in, yeah. in your treatment of people who question. That's not what this is. Right. This is just a book that, and you did most of the talking, to be frank. I did. But this is just a book that meant a lot to us when we read it. We really appreciated it. And yeah, I felt I had to qualify it. You know, I said, of course. Like, it's, it was, it's sold in desert book. We've interviewed him. He's a really well, like accomplished. Yeah. I just felt like I had to sell it. But what I was most grateful for is my sister-in-law who spoke up and said, I'm so glad you gave this to me. I was going to buy it. I think it's so great. And I am really excited to read it. And I think that that helped like my nerves, (laughs) calm my nerves and everyone received it well. And I was really happy that that went well, that interaction, that exchange went well. Right. Yeah. So that was pretty much our, our Christmas, and then uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about New Year's, so we decided... Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Guys, this is great. So we decided, hey, let's do something different for New Year's. New Year's, we're always like hanging out, playing games, but I thought, let's do something special. Let's take the kids to like a fancy dinner and have like a nice New Year's Eve dinner where we can talk about our goals for the year for our family you know like it was all dressed up with you know ties and oh you guys it was so like romanticized in my head it literally mine too i bought into it too i did talk you into it but uh alan's usually good about just going along with my hair brand ideas so we made reservations for the roof restaurant 
you got it right at the top of the Joseph Smith building. Yeah, overlooks um, the temple. Overlooks the temple and everything else. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet. It's like, it's really good buffet. Like, it's it's a really great buffet. Anyway, so we all get dressed up. We get there, and we are going through the line, and then we, you know, sit down. And my one daughter, my youngest, my six- and seven-year-olds, they, what did they want? Mac and cheese and blocks of cheese. Like, that's right. that's what they had. They ate about three ounces worth of food. Oh, you guys. I know. It makes me kind of sick to even think about it. But then my 13-year-old, too, is usually, like, pounding down the food. He had just got his braces tightened. And, th- I mean, obviously, I didn't think about this. Just got his braces tightened. And he, there was a wire, like, poking. <laughs> poking his cheeks. Cheek. hurt him to chew. Oh. And so... I mean, we... He's trying to chew this roast beef, or this prime rib, <laughs> and he just can't do it. And he's complaining every bite, and he's Katie and I are looking at each other like, oh my god! Why did we bring the kids? I know, he's complaining every bite, and then, I guess I just wanted, like, this magical Hawaii trip to, like, last and last and last, and it was not happening <laughs> at the roof. But my other son, he pounded down three plates easily, and then Alan and I, but I'm, we're sitting there, and I'm, like, trying to say, what, what would you like... What should our family motto be for the year? And what should we do this year? And and it was kind of, everyone was in a bad mood. And I it was not what I was dreaming and hoping. I know that's parenthood, guys. But it was not what I thought it would be. Well, we made it through the meal. And towards the end of the meal, we, de- we decided that our our word for 2020 was going to be adventure. We wanted to go on lots of adventures together, new adventures, and uh, try new things. And so we we did come to that conclusion by the end of the meal. But on, um, on New Year's Eve, I came home, and I decided to ask all of you on Facebook, whoever's on Facebook, I asked our marriage on entire group, what is a phrase or a motto or a word that you would like to take into 2020 with you? Now, I remember my my word for 2019, and it was peace. I just wanted mm-hmm. more peace after some pretty tumultuous years. Right. And I felt like I got it. Good. Alan, do you remember your word? Authenticity. Do you feel like you were authentic? Which is basically... Be yourself and don't apologize for it. Do you feel like you were able to do that in 2019? Yes. There were moments where, if, where, I mean, more my decision not to, and we talked a little bit about this earlier off of the microphone, of there's, there's moments where you decide not to be vocally authentic because you just don't want to deal with the fallout. Yeah. <laughs> there were those moments. But for the most part, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So before we get to what our words for the New Year are, we would like to read some of the responses we had for what you guys are looking forward to for 2020. So um, I love this one, Show Yourself, obviously from the latest Frozen 2. That's a great song. I love that. I love that word, Show Yourself. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. I decided on clarity. I tend to be an indecisive person and rely too much on other people's advice and influence. I'll be seeking personal clarity in parenting, relationships, spirituality, and even personal development and career. I, I love that. Yeah. 
That's really nice. I like uh, Sherry's. She says, abundance. Mm. There is enough of everything, and it's all available to me. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's that that goes along with gratitude, and I think abundance and gratitude go hand in hand. I love that. <clears throat> um, let's see. Balance, tolerance. Shut up and try harder. <laughs> I love seeing the difference in, in every, everybody's approach to this. Yeah. Like, the shut up and try harder is one of my favorites just because it's it just shows different personalities that are responding to these. Yeah. Uh, to thine own self be true. Don't look back. Be present. I think all of us are looking to be present. I can do hard things. Do, extend your empathy beyond your own boundaries. That is a huge one. Yeah, absolutely. I love that one. Natasha Helfer Parker said, I can, I will. Love that. Uh, let's see. Another one I liked. I will be a rock for others. Life is good and we can grow together. Release the old, embrace the new, be bold and true. It even rhymes. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Connection, uh, gratitude, noticing and commenting on what myself, my kids, my spouse, my fellow human beings are doing right. Spreading the positive and small heartfelt moments. Can I share a small heartfelt moment that I had today? Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is going to be the weirdest thing to get emotional about, but when I was in the heart of the crisis mode of all of this, I was, when I was having a hard time in Sunday school and priesthood, nobody knew where I was at, Mm -hmm. but I was, I, I had discovered a bunch of information that was really hard and I would try to bring it, bring up some of the stuff in Sunday school when it was relevant and that was not handled well by me and others. When that stuff was happening, I found myself leaving after sacrament meeting sometimes or in the middle of the second hour or third hour because that's back in the day. Mm. Uh, Pretty soon, the people that remember the third hour are going to be the dinosaurs in this world. (laughs) (laughs) But I would go to the grocery store and I would buy a drink. Not an alcoholic drink, but I would buy a drink or... Monsters. (laughs) I'm embarrassed of my habits. (laughs) I would buy a sugar-free monster to to um, help drown my sorrows. Mm. And there is, at Macy's, this sweet little lady who would always greet me with a big smile. And when you first go to a store on a Sunday, especially dressed in church clothes, it's really uncomfortable. You don't... Like, I didn't believe it was wrong anymore, but it felt weird mm. just because it was a new thing. Mm-hmm. And she... Because I used the self-checkout app on the mm-hmm. phone, like my name would pop up on her little register and she would always just, hi, Alan, whenever yeah. I would walk in. And today... Is she the dark hair? She's, her name's Norma. She's yeah. small. Uh-huh. She doesn't have dark hair, though. Okay. Um, she's got glasses. She has a pretty thick accent. I don't know from where. Okay. But we would talk just a few you know, sentences back and forth. And I walked in today, and I was having a... It was a hard Sunday today. But I walked in today to buy the ketchup that I needed to get for whatever. Um, and she was there. And I went to check out. And, and without even using the app, like, she'll see me now. And, hi, Alan. And she'll say <laughs> hi when I walk in. And I walked up. And I remember a few years ago, she told me her favorite candy bar was a Twix. So I just bought a Twix and gave it to her on the way out and said Happy New Year and gave her a hug. And she said, oh, thank you so much. And that's a very long tangent, yeah. but uh, this 
this spreading the positive in small heartfelt moments reminded me of that, of just, she doesn't even know the, the strength and support that she gave me by just saying my name and smiling when I was, she had no idea I was walking into the store with just my heart in my shoes. And she gave me this compassion. Like she doesn't, she still doesn't know that. And how weird would it be for me to tell her? <laughs> but um, I really appreciated her. But now we're even because I gave her a Twix. That's really <laughs> nice that you did that. You did not tell me that. I didn't mean for that to be the point of the story. It's, I was just, I'm very grateful for those small heartfelt moments. So Danielle in the group, if you're listening, you know what your last name is. Thank you for, um, for bringing that to our attention. I think it goes along with something someone else said is contentment. You know, yeah. you can be happy where you're at. Right. And again, not like looking looking for the next thing to make you happy. You can be content where Definitely. you're at. I love uh, Linda Barney, who we mentioned earlier. She responded to this as well. She quoted Hagrid. You're more of a Harry Potter fan than I am, so yeah. you can read that one. What's coming will come, and we'll meet it when it gets here. My words are enjoyment and adventure. Oh, I love that. I like that. So she she's on board for adventure as well. I love that quote from Hagrid. I do too. It's it's okay. Like it's going to come. What's what's going to come is going to come, and we'll just take care of it when it gets there. That's and, that goes to what my spoiler, what my theme talks about. But we'll get we'll there get soon. to that. And um, Matt Harward, he says, "Freely give, freely receive. There is more than enough." <laughs> Again, right goes right there with um, abundance, gratitude. Some beautiful, beautiful words, beautiful mottos. I'm so grateful for so many of you who responded to that because I think that that helps Alan and I uh, evaluate what our goals are for 2020 and what we would like. So, Alan, why don't you talk about what is your phrase or your word this year? So my word comes from the unanimous best movie of all time, (laughs) Moulin Rouge. (laughs) Does this mean that we're going to be watching this movie all year long? We have to. (laughs) So it's the song, Come What May. Both the title of the song and the chorus of the song is my my theme. For those of you who don't remember, the song starts with Ewan McGregor's dreamy Obi-Wan voice singing, Never knew I could feel like this. In fact, we should play this on the outro. We should. Yes. We should. Uh, I love that. In fact, the chorus says, Come what may, I will love you until my dying day. And being a believer in eternal marriage, I changed the lyric to come what may, I will love you beyond my dying day. That's what I changed it to. Yeah. So um, I've switched back into it. No, you haven't. I'm, <laughs> I'm back to the original lyric. But come what may to me is goes along with uh, what Linda was saying, that whatever comes is going to come and we're going to handle it when it comes. So... Don't be afraid of what comes. Come what may, we've made the decision to get get through it together. And that's what we're going to do. I like that. Now, what is yours? Uh, <clears throat> so mine, I've thought a lot about I'm just living my life with intention. So I would say being intentional in my words and my actions in what I buy. I'm like on this decluttering um, group and every day I'm decluttering something else and we don't have a lot of stuff but as I'm as I'm just going through it I'm I'm realizing how blessed we've been and how we can bless others with donating the stuff and giving it away but also being more intentional with 
my time, um, what takes up my time, Mm -hmm. what I, I, I was so, again, had my life changing moment in Hawaii that I felt like I need to stop to just chase after chasing after just the next thing that might bring us joy and just enjoy what, so being in tension with like what we choose to do mm-hmm. that will bring us joy or will bring our family, ha- you know, fulfillment versus just like checking off. Oh, we went to the lights here and we did that because I'm a definitely a checklist person and I like having, <laughs> you know, me, Alan knows me. I've got like my schedule, my this check, 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 check. And those things don't bring me joy all the time. And right. so intention and then I'm going to put joy in there, like finding joy in the things that really matter to me and saying no to the things that don't. Right. And I was asked to do something this weekend and I said no. <laughs> it's like for the first time ever. Yeah. And it, you know what? I feel super happy about my decision. So, you know, I think that it's important to set your intentions at the beginning of the year and have those words or phrases or mottos or whatever that might be in your mind. So I think that that's a good challenge for all of our listeners to find your word, find your motto, find your phrase, and then see what happens to it as the year goes on and like focus on those, those things. It'll bring you a lot of clarity as one of our, one of our listeners said. I like it. What is your word? If you didn't participate in that Facebook uh, comment, think about that. Email it to us if you want to be held accountable to it. <laughs> if you yeah. sometimes it just helps to send to somebody or write it down. Yeah, that's great. And I had like a little bit of a, an epiphany, and we're not going to go a lot into this because I know that it's multifaceted. I know that there are different sides to it, but today was fast and testimony meeting, and. You know, I'm I'm listening to people say what they usually say up at the pulpit. And a lot of people say, I know. And I know in the past, Alan and I have had a disagreement over, not a disagreement, but how, the peop- how people say, I know, when they don't really know, right? Like, no one really knows. And how much that phrase kind of bothers Alan, right? So, you know, I was I was thinking about that today. And I've, I've been thinking about affirmations, especially in this new year. And there's power in what you say to yourself. There's power in, in goals you want to make and things that you say every day. And I feel it's like the same way in testimony meaning. If I can take a step back and say, you know, what they're saying to themselves is they're affirming to themselves what they believe. And for them, that's powerful. And they, that's what they choose to do. And... You know, if I if I take a step back, I I'm okay with it. Like it doesn't sting. Like you know, maybe like oh no, here we go. Here's another another testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the same is true for your resolutions and themes in your life. You, it's an affirmation, something that you want to tell yourself over and over again to help you keep with that goal, to help you through really hard times, and. So that's kind of the epiphany I had with, with affirmations and specifically testimony meeting. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I text you during you did, the testimony and, meeting and about you, it. You asked me at the end of the text, does that make sense? And I said, yeah, that makes sense for sure. So I know, I mean, I agree. That's what affirmations are. And I think the, 
one of the kind of trends of, of today are positive affirmations of you're driving alone in your car and you say to yourself, uh, I'm going to, I am going to, I'm going to crush it today. I am smart enough. I am going to uh, be kind. And you literally are saying this to yourself. I'm as grateful. You're, uh, as for, you're driving. I'm grateful for this. Yeah. And positive affirmations are right. very powerful. Yeah. I mean, it speaks to the psychology of how our brains work. Mm-hmm. You, you hear something, you say something and it's further cemented into your, into your brain. So I love that. I love that idea. Uh, it needs to be used with caution. <laughs> it needs to be used for caution. So, I mean, that's, I can, I mean, we can, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to get into it. I'm well, I just, mean, I'll just, I think it's fair yeah. for my side of belief to be represented as well. So I'll just, without talking about it deep, okay. I'll say that that's, that's part of the, it is possible to affirm something that isn't true or it's possible to affirm something that that is hurtful if you say the same thing over and over again uh, that is not positive there is such thing as negative affirmation now what one thing is negative to one person may not be negative to to another so that's truth that's why i'm not going around to people after testimony meeting and telling them you need to stop saying this because that's not my place uh, I would just prefer not to be there when they say it, but from from my perspective, that's that's uh, the danger of of affirmations. If you're affirming the wrong things, that can be that could be hurt, harmful as well. In general, uh, harmful probably isn't the word I would use for most of the testimonies that we hear. So I'm with you on this mm-hmm. for the most part. Well, let's just talk about affirmations with resolutions and themes. Make your resolutions and themes and then, yeah, use those affirmations in a positive way to talk to yourself in the Mm -hmm. morning and help help, um, bridge those gaps with what you want to do. So uh, we've got a lot going on this coming year. Yeah. What does Marriage in a Tightrope look like this year? So we have a few interviews lined up and... The next two that we have lined up are different than any really any interview we've done up to this point. Yeah, uh, we're we're going to be interviewing in just a few weeks Anthony Magnabosco, who he practices. I found him. He practices something called street epistemology, which we're not actually going to be uh, practicing street epistemology in the interview. But street epistemology, uh, in general, the idea is to. Um, explore the reasons why people believe what they believe using questions. So instead, that interview is going to be focusing on um, how questions can be used within mixed faith marriage in a a helpful way, not a destructive way. Yeah. And then our second, um, I guess, interview we're really excited about is with Noah Rochetta. He is the host of the podcast Secular Buddhism. If any of you have listened to that, I think that's a popular very much more popular than podcast, anything we've ever done. Right. He's got millions of listeners and he is uh has he was a member and I'm not sure if he's I don't even know. I don't even think it matters. I'm I'm not saying you think it matters either. I'm not saying I'm saying he's in a mixed faith marriage. Uh yeah. He is. Yeah, he so, is. And so he understands. So he understands a lot of this. And, exactly. And we would love to talk to him a little bit about how some of the things he practices and preaches with secular uh, Buddhism, how does the, how that's helped his mixed faith marriage and how it can help all of us. So we're excited to have Noah on. 
One important thing that Noah says at the beginning of each of his episodes, if you've listened to one, you've heard it. He says, you don't, you don't study Buddhism to become a Buddhist. You become, you study Buddhism to become a better, whatever you already are. So it's, I think the word secular may scare people off, but really it should invite you in because secular Buddhism is saying, take all of the religious side of Buddhism out. These, these are just helpful ways of living. Yeah, good principles, morals to live by. Absolutely love it. He's he's awesome. We also have a collaboration that we won't talk about now, but we have a collaboration with Natasha Helfer Parker that will be happening soon. So we Keep will an eye open for that. We will give um, updates on that. It should be um, it's a project that I'm super passionate about, and I'm excited to share with all of you. And we would love to interview you. Honestly, there's so much power in hearing other people's stories, other people's perspectives. Uh, you you probably noticed 85.8% of the time we've spent today was just an update on our lives. And a lot of it didn't have anything to do with mixed faith marriage. Hopefully that if we're think, looking at that as a microcosm of our mixed faith marriage, the further along we go... The less it doesn't go away because we had a very long, difficult conversation just today. But separate podcast that we'll do. <laughs> yes, we will do a separate podcast on that. But December base was basically mixed faith marriage drama free. There wasn't a lot going on. No. And as time goes on, it becomes less of a focus. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's what you just heard on this episode. There's still things that we need to talk about. There's still things that we do talk about, but a lot, and a lot of people relate to that as you go on. People that are just finding themselves in a mixed faith marriage may find it hopeful that it's not as big of a focus as it used to be for us a couple of years ago. So that's a very positive thing. But we also recognize that it is so helpful to hear from people who are in the midst of it, who are, and we still are in many ways, of course, but people who are at the very beginning of it that are having a hard time, if you are willing to speak about it, reach out to us, uh, talk to your spouse before you reach out to us, see if they're, if they're, they'd be willing to do it. We would love to organize uh, some interviews with y'all. Ugh, I just channeled my Southern <laughs> part that doesn't exist, uh, but I would love to, we would both love to interview um, whoever would like to come on the show. Uh, and as, as we sign off, uh, would love to ask for your help with helping this podcast go. And I want to do so with complete transparency. I was chatting with Bill Real a few weeks ago as he kind of emailed me the the financial state of Mormon discussions. Um, I don't even think I shared this with you, Katie. No. it's not. It wasn't a big deal. It's not no drama or anything. But um, it costs money to host these podcasts, and it costs... Uh, real dollars to to um, store the data, to run the servers, to run the, the podcast feeds. So the donations, first and foremost, cover those costs first. Um, so any donation that comes to Marriage in a Tightrope first goes to that to help cover those costs. And when those costs are completely covered, we're able to do really cool things with any excess donations that we get going to these meetups, having those 
those uh, giveaways, uh, going to dinner with with couples that that have asked us to go to dinner with, which we're still very willing to do for those that that live in the area or as we travel around. Uh, We love meeting with people and it's only possible with, with your support. So for those that have donated, thank you very much. We have a few people that have set up recurring donations, which is very helpful. Um, I know we are open and transparent about everything. So at, at the first we were very uncomfortable asking for donations and I don't know that we're more comfortable with it now, (laughs) but but we know that it's that it's definitely a part of the podcast world, and it's kind of the it helps sustain the podcast. So if you're able to give, we would very much appreciate it, and it helps uh, keep this podcast going. And you can do so uh, through our website, Marriage on a Tightrope at dot org. dot org, and then the other way is through Venmo. If you just want to throw something there, we're on Marriage on a Tightrope uh, through Venmo also. That's right. You can email us at marriageandtightrope at gmail.com if you would like to say hello. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. I, I think I'll, you all know that. Yes. You know how to get a hold of us if you'd like to. Uh, reach out if you need to talk to somebody. Uh, if there's someone in your area, we'll try to put you in contact with them. We never give out anyone's information unless they have given us permission. So don't worry about that. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you uh, next week. We're going to be pretty consistent this month and next month. For the foreseeable future. It hurt to be away for a month, I think. It hurt, yet it was sunny and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I'm not crying for us either. And as a teaser for next time, we have a lot to talk about. We have a son who uh, turns 12 in a couple weeks and who is going to be getting the priesthood. We have a daughter who was invited to the baptismal preview for the stake and has a birthday in April, will be turning 8 And we have an older son who told us that he just doesn't believe some of the stuff he hears anymore. So with that teaser, we will address all of those in the next podcast. Until then. Toodles. Never knew I could feel like this. Like I've never seen the sky before. Change winter.
to 